Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. It's time. It's time to have real, honest, open, difficult, and inspiring conversations. It's time for Love and Life on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. Family, you know what we come to do here at Love and Life on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What we do is we talk everything sports, all things sports with our very own Oracle. Yes. And for those of you who are unaware, we talk with Chris Murray, who is a radio personality, a journalist, and a college professor. I don't know where he finds the time. In any event, with more than 30 years of experience, he's covered the Super Bowl, World Series, the NCAA tournament, the NBA playoffs, world championship boxing, as well as so many other sporting events. Currently, he hosts his own sports show Saturdays right here on Word, the Chris Murray Report. And as our resident sports guru, he's agreed to visit the Love and Life family to share his perspectives on aspects of the sports world. How about that? Family, I invite you to the conversation with none other than Mr. Chris Murray himself. That's right. That's right. Well, hello there. Happy New Year to you, good sir. Happy New Year to you too, Carol. I'm just... um. I don't know. I'm just I'm still enjoying the holidays because I'm off from teaching for the next until until January 29th. So lucky you. I'm on vacation. Chris, I'll still be be writing, though. I will still be writing. I'll still be doing a whole lot of things. But I'm on vacation from school. So I am just enjoying myself right now. I'm having a good time. I love that for you. Well, yeah, I love that for you. I love, let me tell you something. So uh, you may not be aware, but I I, um, work with our babies and on two Tuesdays, Tuesday is my day to work with our babies. So I go into the schools and I was off this week, off today, but my alarm was on. It was still on. So I was about to get ready to go. I was getting up and I said, I don't have to go today. I don't have to go today. And family, I do not want you to misunderstand me because you know I love our babies. But today, I was so happy to be able to lay my head back down. <laughs> it felt so good. I, I know that feeling. Believe me, I know so that feeling that I don't have a class and then I got to catch a train and then I got to get ready for class and I got to brace myself for some excuse. Why didn't you have your homework today, Johnny? Oh, well, because what had happened was, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, but I, I, I had a tremendous New Year's Eve and I just had a good time. And, um, and, and I hung out with my wife today. She's covering city, she covers city council. And so, you know, I got a chance to hang out with her today and, uh, see what she does. I met all the big wigs down here. So, you know. I, I love that. Look at and wait, family. I don't know for those of you who can see. Do you see how big the smile is on his face? I so love that. He said, like, "I got to hang out with my wife today." <laughs> we can hear the smile when you say it, but for those of us who are watching you, we can see that smile. You see that smile? He said, "I got to hang out with my boo." That's what you may as well have said. I got to hang out with my boo today. <laughs> oh no, 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 no doubt. I mean, you know. <laughs> I love that. The intricacies of her job. She's a, you know, she covers politics, and I got a chance to meet a lot of people. I know a lot of politicians down here, and um, they do 
tremendous work. You know, I have, I have a tremendous amount of respect for a mm-hmm. lot of the people down here because they do this. It's hard because they got to feel calls from people and not everybody is always happy. So, you know, I just have, you know, I, I just have a tremendous amount of respect for the service that people offer to the city because it's not easy to mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I agree wholeheartedly that, you know, we, we have a lot to say about what does and does not happen, but it, it is, it's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. I will say that um, and leave it there. But I'm, I'm happy that you had the experience. So you were at the inauguration today, the mayor's inauguration. I mean, well, well, I was took at, place. I, well, go right ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was at, I, I came to some of the, 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 the celebrations, you know, my, I let my wife handle all that stuff. I needed to sleep a couple of hours, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 you know, she, she, she covered that. I came down here to meet with, to meet her. And I met, you know, I met some of the politicians here today and it was so mm-hmm. fun to talk to them about some of the things, you know, that are going on in the city. And I think that this city is, you know, what I like about this city is that people, there's a lot of people who really care for what's mm-hmm. going on. And, and that's more important. I mean, we have to care about our city and what we could complain, but but the most important thing is that we got to care and get involved and try to be a part of the problem, not a, you know, be, be a part of the solution, okay. and not a part of the problem. So <laughs> I, 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 wait, wait, I said, wait, uh, wait, wait. <laughs> it hit me <laughs> later. So, um, be wait. a part of the solution. We got too many problems. <laughs> what, what, we need to be a part we, of the solution. That's what I meant. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Be a part of the solution. That's what we're looking for. Okay. More to be a part of the solution. Not as many to be a part of the problem. <laughs> we don't, we're not inviting <laughs> anybody to be a part of the problem. Yeah. So I do want to share that uh, Gary Bryant was sharing uh, to the point that our former guest made about happiness, that he agrees. Happiness is definitely a conscious choice. Gary, I'm with you. I am so with you. And you know what, family? I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. You know, as I go along in this maturation process, you know, um, my my prayer is that we all learn, but I'm owning more and more just who Caroline is, just owning who I am. And uh, happiness is coming a little more now. You know, like, like we said, we have moments because life, life will do what it does. But I'm learning how to uh, manage and navigate my reactions and how I process things, you know, situations and experiences when they do happen. So happiness is right there, right there. Joey Dixon is joining us and he's sending peace and one love and jazz to everybody. And he shares a happy new year as well. Happy new year to you too, Joey Dixon. And uh, Malcolm shares, I stepped away from the computer for one minute and I missed the whole last segment. <laughs> but he does share. Hey, Chris. Well, welcome back, Malcolm. Welcome, welcome. And uh, Eric shares, well, hello, Master Murray. Eric here. Happy New Year. I see you're living your best life. Enjoy your vacation. Okay. Well, the one thing we can't enjoy is the performance of our Eagles. Oh, my God. I mean... <sighs> I, I sat in the state. I was at, you know, I was writing my story and, you know, I was looking at this game and, you know, at first I said, well, the Eagles were on, had this game under control. But in the second half, I just saw it slowly slip away 
And um, and this team, this team has a problem. And I don't know if they're going to solve it before the playoffs and all that. I don't know how far they're going to go. <laughs> what did you think, Carol? I got to get your thoughts because you are a pulse of the fan. You are a, you are a typical fan. What was your reaction into watching this game the other day? Well, I have to be honest with you. Uh, and I'm going to ask Nick to join the conversation because I missed um, this game. I was sharing with our family members. I, I, I was, I'm so upset that I missed it because I had the wrong time. Had right. it, so when I went to tune in, of course, the game was over and I, of course, received the news that we had lost. So I was I was devastated, quite honestly, because that was not my expectation. I, I really expected us to win over the Cardinals. I just felt like, come on, y'all, come on. What? I just felt an overwhelming sense of disappointment. I really did. I still do. I, and I just well, feel like... That, that, that disappointment is understandable. But it, how? It, it was just... A, well, what happened was, even in the... The Eagles took a 21-6 to lead. They scored, you know, um, they got a couple of touchdown passes, um, you know, from um, Jalen Hurts, and and they had a six. But the Cardinals were moving the ball well, and the Cardinals occupied... As a matter of fact, the Cardinals had the ball most of the first half, and they had the ball for all but a minute and 50 seconds in the second quarter, but the Eagles held a 21 to six lead. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking, okay, Cardinals couldn't score, you know, touchdowns and all that. You figure, okay, Eagles defense is doing a, well, they're bending, but not breaking. But in the second half, the defense bent, they broke, they got broken. And the Cardinals ran all over the Eagles. And the next thing you know, the game was tied to 28. But the Eagles still had a shot to win the game. The Cardinals mm-hmm. tried a foolish onside kick. And it landed the ball in, in, Eagle, in, in Cardinals territory. The Eagles had the ball. And they moved all the way down to the 20-yard line. And it looked like, hey, all the Eagles got to do is put up a touchdown and then make the Cardinals come back and they can score a touchdown. But what happened... Eagles on Eagles made some of the most head scratching plays I've ever seen this franchise make in all the twenty years I've been covering this team. One, they kept trying to run they, they kept trying to run the ball with Jalen Hurts when they needed to pass and all that. And then they got called for a holding penalty by Jordan Mylotta. And then on third and about fifteen, they tried to do a screen pass to Kenny Gainwell. Which you got to throw the ball downfield. You're trying to win the game. So they settled for a field goal. But even worse, the Cardinals got the ball back and just easily. Carol, they, they moved through the Eagles defense like a hot knife through butter on a hot roll. They, they basically moved. So, and so they got the winning touchdown. And then the Eagles basically, and then the last play to get Eagles throw the ball. I mean, Hurts throws the ball intercept, and in the, in the end zone gets intercepted. This team, and I gotta say it, and I and, and I know I said I think I said part of this in my column for the Philadelphia Sunday Sun. This team will be one and done in the playoffs. I don't see a Super Bowl with this team. I really don't. 
because you can't have, I mean, they gave up 449 Mm -hmm. yards of offense, 221 yards on the ground running. I mean, the Cardinals ran all over them. Then the offense inexplicably made some plays late in the game that I'm, I'm sorry. You, you, you got to go out. I mean, that, that coaching staff, it's not Jalen Hurts, you know, regressing or anything like that. They got to get the ball in A.J. Brown's hands. They got to throw the ball downfield. They got to stop messing around. I don't know what – they're not a Super Bowl team. Let's get this – let's be honest about them. They have not performed like a Super Bowl team all year, and they've got to get it together. And if they don't get it together, they'll be, they'll be one and done in the playoffs. And I think that they really need to adjust this coaching staff or just adjust what they're doing because right now it ain't working. Right now the things for the Eagles just are not working and they've got to establish some consistency or offense. And the defense, next year they got to get guys because their defensive line, part of it is getting old. They're getting pushed up and down the field. And next week's game against the Giants, is not going to be easy. And then they're going to be probably be playing their first playoff game on the road. And if they have to go to New Orleans or Tampa Bay oh. or something like that, they're going to struggle. And if, if they might win their first game, but they may not win their second game. And they're going to be in a situation where, you know, they really have, you know, they've been talking about all year, we've got to play our best game. They haven't done it yet. And no. And they, I don't think they're going. We're out of time. We're out of time. Right. No, what, 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 like, when does that happen? So, I say maybe two two weeks ago when we were talking about the team, and and you were saying, okay, well, they well actually this was just just when they had just once started losing, um, with this losing streak, the beginning of this losing streak, and you were saying you didn't know how they had won the games that they did win. Do you feel like they're playing worse than they did, or do you feel like they were just lucky to have won the one the games that they did win in the in the beginning? In some cases, they were lucky to win the games that they did win. Although I can't say that they were completely lucky, lucky because you had Jalen Hurts making all the right plays. The Kansas City game was probably the luckiest game that they won when um, the receiver dropped for Kansas City. Uh, Voltaire Scanling um, basically dropped the ball in the end zone that would have been the winning touchdown. That game was lucky. Mm. But Jalen Hurts was bringing these guys back. But even the greatest quarterback can't always cover up your weaknesses on defense. And they were horrible mm-hmm. on defense. They we all keep saying the same thing about their defense. I'm sorry to interject, Chris. No, go ahead. We all keep saying the same thing about their defense. So why is it if we all know why can't they get it together? Is that the coaching staff's fault? I think it's partially on the coaching staff. I think it's the fact that they don't have any talent, really real talent at that position. When they okay. hired Matt Patricia, or they when they demoted Sean Desai, to me it was a sign of panic. And and it was and and, and somehow that situation is still resonating with this team because it was a sign of panic and you know, now they really are in, in that in that mode where they're not going to I don't think they're going to 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 get out of the first round. Now I've seen teams limp into the playoffs and then do well, but the Eagles are gonna have to figure out 
what they're going to do. Some people criticize on on Jalen Hurts. It's partially on Hurts, but it's also on the defense. It's the play calling. It's the offensive play calling on both sides of the ball, and the fact that they let two bad teams in 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 in, in the last two out of the last three weeks when teams they were clearly better than mm-hmm. you know move up and down the field. They allowed them to move up and down the field in the in the closing moments of the game. There's something wrong, and I think this team has hit rock bottom in the I, sense that they don't have an identity, and they're still at, at week 18, which is coming up this you know this weekend. They don't know what's their identity. They don't know who they are, and they've got to figure bad. this out, you know, before they get to the playoffs because this is going and this is going to be embarrassing. Chris, it's already embarrassing. We don't have any time to figure anything else out. We, the, the, right. they, the time has passed to figure everything out. Family, hey there, I'm talking to you. If you've just joined us, welcome. You are tuned in to Love and Life right here on WURD with yours truly, Carol Riddick. And I am talking with our Oracle Sports. None other than Chris Murray. I see you, family, commenting. I'm going to read those comments when we come back from our commercial break. But guess what? You're invited to this conversation too. When we come back, Nick is going to join the conversation too because Nick hasn't spoken in this conversation too. And I want to know what you think too, Nick. But in any event, if you family want to join the conversation, don't hesitate. You can do so by calling us. Yes, you can. You can do that by dialing 215-634-8065. You can even call us toll free at one 866 3610900 that's right and feel free to share your comments on our socials i'll do my best to read them on the air but whatever you do stay with us because we will be right back you're listening to love and life with carol riddick on wurd progressive black talk media family welcome back you are tuned in to love and life with yours truly carol riddick right here on wurd we are talking with chris murray in this hour and we are getting our sports update because he is our oracle of sports he's the sports guru radio word radio um i do want to share actually i did say prior to the commercial break that when we come back I'm going to go to our socials and I'm going to do just that because I want to see what you're saying. (laughs) We did have a caller call in. One of our family members shared that she is very disappointed that not enough people are discussing the historic swearing in of our new mayor. So I want to share that with you because she asked that I share that with our family members. She wanted to relay that message. Uh, Going to our socials, Malcolm shares that the Eagles defense was horrible. It was just absolutely horrible. And uh, he also agrees with you that he doesn't see a Super Bowl in the Eagles' future. Um, Eric shares, you ain't lying, Chris. You described it exact. You described it exactly. They knocked us down like a tall stack of Legos. That's horrible to me. Um, Malcolm follows up with saying they can't fix the coaching staff this season. Oh, so you believe it's the coaches. You did say that. Malcolm, you said that you've been saying that you've been saying that consistently. You believe it's the coaches. What about the coaching staff? Do you believe they're ill-equipped? 
do you believe that the players just aren't listening to them? Like what, what, what is it, Malcolm? Help me with that. And Janine, hey, Jay. Janine Missy Williams shares big blue baby. We will finally beat the Beagles Sunday. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> oh my, I love us. I just love us. I love our banter. But you know what? You know what, Jay? <laughs> but I love you too, boo. <laughs> and Malcolm <laughs> shares that I think the players just aren't buying it. Oh, there you have it. So he just believes that the players are not buying into these coaches. Huh. Well, what? it looks that way. You're right. I mean, right. that speaks volumes, though, that they would, because if they're not. If they're not buying into these coaches, that we're talking about professional athletes here. Now, I know they're listening to the coaching staff and the coaching team, but they've got to be able to communicate or come to some sort of um, some sort of way of communicating with one another so that we get uh, our team. Just we don't. <laughs> I said this weeks ago. We look like we don't know what we're doing. We look like we don't know how to play the sport. We look like this is our first time in the big leagues. Like, you know, somebody just came and grabbed us and said, here, like this is our first opportunity to play in professional in a professional arena of sports. That in and of itself is embarrassing to me. It is so embarrassing to me. Um, but they're all professional. So I, I don't understand how the disconnect has been um, has has existed for this long. Why? Why? What is that? Like, come on, y'all get it together. Get well, it together. It's called having not good players. I mean, they don't, I don't know if it's the scheme. I mean, Hassan Reddick should be trying to rush the quarterback on every play. They drop him into the passing scheme. Yeah. And I just think that, that really the weakness is in, is in, is in the second, the back end of the defense, the second day. I mean, despite the pick six that, 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 um, that Brown, that Sidney Brown got yesterday. They just got bullied and moved around in a way that the Eagles used to bully and move around teams last year. They got bullied. I mean, you know, let's face it. Um, you know, you know, guys are getting a Fletcher Fletcher Cox and 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 Graham are getting older, and um, young players are still trying to get experience. So they have to do a lot better. They need to bring in different personnel. They need to bring in better linebackers. They're terrible at the linebacking position. And they just have to do a better job of just playing defense. That's that's the thing that's really been killing them all year. And they've been exposed and teams are just moving the ball. I mean, the way the Cardinals mm -hmm. occupied the football yesterday, it's like the Eagles' offense couldn't get into any rhythm because they were on the sideline. Watching the Cardinals eat up all the time, you know, it's, it's almost like I can hear John Witherspoon saying, eat up all the chicken, eat up all the pig feet. They, eat up, they were eating up everything. They just, they just basically pushed the Eagles all over the place. And yesterday what happened in the second half, when those touch, when those long drives, they, the, 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 the Cardinals had three straight drives of 70 yards or more. You can't let a team push you up and down the field like that. Uh -uh. You can't let a team go 70 plus yards on you and win the wow. game. I mean, that, and they kept the offense off the field. 
The offense didn't perform badly except for that one stretch late in the game. But the thing about it, you got to, you know, this team has got to learn how to take advantage and learn how to put teams away because there's no way that the Cardinals should have walked out of Lincoln Financial Field with a victory when the score was 20, when the score was 21 to six. There's no way. And the offense came out, had a start in the first half, didn't move the football. They get a touchdown on that drive and whatnot. And this game, you know, the Cardinals will be playing catch up. But they allowed the Cardinals to hang around long enough and they just ran over that defense. <sighs> and, it and it was just it was bad. It was just it, totally bad. And they just and they lost the game. And now they have to they have to hope. Dallas loses to the Commanders, which I don't see happening. And then, too, they've got to be – they got to take care of their own business. And the Giants, like I said, the Giants were in the game last week. They they, they don't know yeah. who they are right now. They really don't. Well, they, they look well, like they don't. Up. Yeah, at least for now. You know? <laughs> they do. Um, uh, Malcolm shares that he played varsity in high school and he could have played better. <laughs> I don't doubt that. Okay, Malcolm, I don't doubt it. And Eric shares that they they'll probably blame it all on Nick Sirianni. Unfortunately, we'll give him the axe. You never know. You never know. I heard that. uh, You don't think they will? No, I I heard that uh, Devante. uh, He injured him. He was he was injured. He got injured in the game. Yeah, I think he hurt his right ankle. I saw him walk out. I saw I must him and a bunch of other reporters saw him kind of walking out on his club. I mean, on 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 the on crutches. So yeah, that's what I heard. Know. He was on crutches. Yeah, right. So I think he may have uh, gotten hurt on one of the touchdown wrong the touchdown pass he caught or on an incomplete pass that he that 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 he didn't catch that he didn't catch up to. I mean, okay. it's just the fact that this team. I don't know. The coaching staff had the. I don't know what's wrong with Brian Johnson and the coaching staff, but they they they're just not playing at a championship level, which tells me that they're they're not going to the Super Bowl this year, and it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see an I ninety five Super Bowl, but unless what? they get it together, yeah, I wanted to see Philly versus yeah. Baltimore. You know, I mean, listen, not I'm not mad. Oh, speaking of Baltimore. Um, What's his name? Steven. Stephen A. Smith. He was talking about them. He sees them as uh, favorites over the 49ers. What do you think about that? I think it's a, if, if Lamar Jackson keeps playing the way that he's been playing and he has been playing lights out, they would be favorites. But, mm. you know, but the thing is, I think I do. I mean, like I said, the, the Niners can can adjust to what they did. That's the only bad part about beating them in, in the regular season. But um, but I think the Ravens are as hot as any other team in the league, and they they pulled off a demolition job against the uh, Dolphins. They've been fifty six to fifty six to nineteen. Yeah, and, yeah. And so, but you got you have to start peaking. Maybe the Eagles can start peaking in the playoffs. I've seen that happen. So you know, there's some pockets of hope mm-hmm. in what I mean. I'm kind of sounding like. You know the MB, the MSNBC stats guy Steve Karnacki, <laughs> and I'm trying to find ways in which the Eagles can still salvage their season. I think at the end of the day, what they have to—I mean, you know—I've seen teams struggle in the regular season but come alive in the playoffs. That's the mm. thing you have to hope for 
when it comes to this team. You have to hope that this team somehow gets it together during the playoffs. But I'm I'm a little skeptical of that. And the coaching, they basically have to pound the football, play with balance, stop trying to use Jalen Hurts as some type of joystick uh. and what he can make plays on every play. You know, he's going to have to make passes, let them run the football. He's going to have to do a lot of things that they did a little bit last year, more are more run pass options, you know, more situations where you can find space in the defense. But that's not happening right now with this team. And well, I'm not so sure they can just turn it on in the playoffs. Some teams can do that. I don't know if this team can. I'm going to remain hopeful, but uh, <laughs> that's not because of, of anything I see in them. I'm just going to remain hopeful because I know it can be done. I know it's a possibility. Right. Um, Malcolm shares that he thinks that something happened after that San Francisco game with, uh, was that with Devonte? I think he, he, he believes something happened. And, um, he also shares, oh my, OMG, be more raked Miami. Yeah, they did. That, that, <laughs> that wasn't even a score. I don't know what you call those numbers. <laughs> so now I did see, uh, our number one nemesis that, that the Cowboys, they won their game by one point, one point. So don't you, let me tell you something. All of you Cowboys fans that, that came, they were texting me. All of you, as you know, Malcolm, I'm with you, the Cowbums. All you Cowbum fans that were texting me, saying, well, we won, we won, we won. But by that one point, <laughs> by that one point. <laughs> and, and, they because, said, and because of a, a, of a bad call by the officials <laughs> in that game, because what happened was both of the lines, you know, you know, receivers who are like 68 and 70, like when you have those numbers, you have to report to the refs. And mm-hmm. when one of those players came out there, the ref didn't talk to him. And so when one of those linemen caught the touchdown pass, what happened was um, they called, they, they said was ineligible, you know, man downfield or ineligible receiver. Mm-hmm. And they pretty much jobbed. They jobbed the Lions in that game. I mean, that, I mean, those guys tried to report in and they didn't and the refs didn't hear them or something like that. So a lot of people felt that the Niners, I mean, that the Lions got 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 robbed in that game. Mm. So the way I look at it, the way I look at it, yeah, they kind of did. But, you know, Lions have to do some things better than what I saw. Sometimes you just got to go and just report that you haven't, you know, a guy with a with a non eligible number, like we have numbers from about from about fifty to about eighty nine. They're generally defensive numbers, but if mm. but if you report in or, or offensive linemen, but if you report into the referee and said, "Hey, you're going you're playing the tight end or one of the tight ends in that situation," they'll let you go. And if you uh-huh. if, if you throw the ball, then if you catch the ball, you score. That's a touchdown. Because you can't throw it to people who are blatantly on the offensive line. It's not like it's seven on seven, you know, high school flag football. You know, the linemen have to block and everything. And if they don't get off their defensive guys, then they, you know, then they can block other guys downfield. But the problem in that situation, the lines dig, you know, you know, the lines were the victim of a but difficult circumstance. Mm-hmm. And for what I understand that those officials aren't going to come back and ref the playoffs. That's how, that's how oh. bad that situation is. So, you know, the, the Cowboys are okay. 
but they're, I don't know, they're not as good as everybody wants to say they are and whatnot. They're not, they're not as good as everybody wants to tout them up to be and all that. So I think that, I think they have a shot. I think the commanders might come in there just fired up because they're playing the Cowboys because they're like way below 500. They're not going anywhere. And, you know, maybe, you know, because of that rivalry, the commanders come back and they beat and they beat the Cowboys and then they put the, you know, and if the Eagles can win, then the mm-hmm. Eagles will win the division. But the question is, can the Eagles win? And can they figure out what they are, who they are before Sunday? And they can't necessarily do that right now. They don't they don't really understand who they are at this point. And that's up to the coaching staff to put the offense in better positions to win the game. Mm, mm, mm. Family, you hear this. You hear this. I'm curious to know what your thoughts are. I want to know what your thoughts are. I want to know. There are a few things I want to know. I want to know if you believe the luck of the Eagles, I will say, will change in the playoffs. I also want to know if you, too, believe that this game that the Dallas Cowboys just had was luck. Do you believe it was luck? Do you believe uh, that they had a <laughs> they were given a gift, basically, as Mal- Malcolm put it. I think I saw that. Yes, Malcolm shares that Detroit was supposed to win that game, that Dallas got a gift. Do you two believe that they were given a gift? I want to know. I want to know your thoughts. Nick, you've been quiet tonight. I almost forgot. You've uh, not joined the conversation um, in talking about everybody and everything. Are you... Are you um, are you not joining the conversation tonight? You know, I like it when you join the conversation, when you talk with us about all things sports. Family, um, hey there. It's almost time for us to take a short commercial break. So I want to remind you that the phone lines are open. And family, I want to know about everything you're thinking and you're feeling, not just about the subject matter. You know, I invite it all because I'm curious. I care. I want to know. Um, but I also am welcoming you and inviting you to Put your comments on our socials. If you choose to do that, you can call me always because, you know, I tell you I'm, I'm, I'm welcoming that. Um, but Or you can write a comment on our socials. If you write a comment or share a comment on our socials, I will do my best to share it uh, aloud, to read it aloud. I promise you that. I promise I will do my absolute best to read it aloud. But I I definitely am interested in knowing what you think and how you feel. And I appreciate our family member who called to express her disappointment about us not discussing the historic swearing in of our new mayor. Um, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm welcoming the change that Philadelphia is making. I'm excited about the change that we're making. I'm excited to have the first female mayor in our city. I'm so excited about that. And you know what? I just, I, I feel positive things. I believe she will be, a, I believe she will be a great mayor. I believe that Sherelle Parker will be a great mayor. You let me know what you think. How do you feel? And to our caller, what do you think? Um, how do you feel? Do you think Sherelle Parker will be a great mayor to our good city? I'm interested in it all. We're talking about all things sports, but guess what? It's love and life. So we're talking about everything under the both umbrellas of love and life. And oh, I do have a question for you, Chris, when we come back. 
uh, about Russell Wilson. I want to know all about that situation and your thoughts about that too. So family, stay with us because we're coming right back. You're listening to Love and Life on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. I think I know. Well, hey there, family. Hey there. Hey, are you? Welcome back. You are tuned in to Love and Life with yours truly, Carol Riddick, right here on WURD. We are talking in this hour with Chris Murray, our sports guru, our oracle, if you will, <laughs> of sports. And before the commercial break, I was asking you all um, what your opinions and your thoughts were. You all are quiet tonight. Is uh-uh, This is how we're starting the new year, huh? Starting the new year off quiet. It's all right. I like a slow burn. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Um, Nick, I was inviting you to the conversation. Now, family, I do want to share that I do not want Nick to feel bullied in any way. But Nick was sharing. He was just waiting for a moment to jump in because I said, I think I might be bullying you. <laughs> I keep saying, where are you? Where are you? Join the conversation. <laughs> so, Nick, what are your thoughts? Uh, hey, Carol. Hey, Chris. Um, hey. I, I got to say, watching the Eagles uh, do this to me again, it's, it's kind of hard, <laughs> but it's expected. I mean, th- this whole season's been kind of up and down. Obviously, we got off to a great start, but uh, like you said, like you guys mentioned earlier, you know, we're, we're still waiting to see them play their best game. And I, I just think at this point, I'm kind of tapped out. I, I don't if we go to the Super Bowl, uh, you know, if we don't, I don't care. I think there's some serious adjustments that need to be made on this team. And um, I mean, losing to teams like the Jets or, or uh, mm-hmm. the Cardinals, mm. I mean, from the people that we've beaten. It's it's so disappointing, but as uh, somebody else who I was speaking to said, you know, welcome to Philadelphia. I mean, all of our sports Ooh. teams seem to do that, <laughs> whether it's the oh. the Phillies or the Sixers or <laughs> certainly the Eagles. We just lose to these teams. It's like it's it's a head scratcher. Um, Ouch! I mean, <laughs> it's just it's just <laughs> how it is. Ouch. But I'll tell it's you what, true, though. it's it's so true. I, when I was when I was in Atlanta. I'm so glad I got to see the Ravens beat the snot out of San Francisco. <laughs> like once the Eagles started losing this game, I just closed my eyes and I was thinking back to that Ravens game. And I was like, man, that was such a good game. That was so yeah. much fun to watch. It was, it was awesome. It, it's that game. Well, that's football to me. That's what it looks like. Uh, I wish I was a Ravens fan <laughs> because that looks like fun. <laughs> well, you can all if Eagles get eliminated from the playoffs, you can always jump on the bad wagon. Yeah, I'm gonna have to root for for Lamar Jackson, man. He's he's the truth, and there's a lot of people downplaying him right now. But yeah, there's some serious uh, serious adjustments that need to be made on the team, and I, I just don't think that we have enough time to make those adjustments. Now, if we manage mm. to make it into the playoffs, hey, all right, you know, but. I, I feel like Jalen Hurts has been taking a lot of this stuff. He's been taking the bulk of the criticism when mm-hmm. it, it's probably not him. Honestly, I'm sure he's just covering for the rest of the team or maybe even the coaching staff themselves. Some people want to see Nick Sirianni go. I don't I wouldn't push that far. You know, um, I I think he's done a great job in we have pretty much all the weapons that we need, but we certainly need to step up the defense and we need to diversify our, our play calling. We can't keep going for the same plays that we're comfortable with. You know, it's 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 killing us. We've said that. We we've been saying that. I don't that's what so my point is, if we're saying this and we're on the outside looking in, why? We've said the same thing. We've been talking about their defense, we've been talking about their play calling, we've been talking about the coaches, and it's the same thing. 
it's the same thing. I don't understand that. That you know, I don't understand it. Oh, and, and um, one last thing. One, one I, last I was, thing. I just want to say. Um, uh, a caller called in, and they just wanted to to mention that what the Eagles really need, uh, what Jalen Hurts needs to do one is is learn to pump fake because he doesn't seem to do mm. that at all. And uh, mm. he said four games ago that we the we should have went to a tackling clinic. You know, we got to learn how to tackle these people because they're just slipping through our grasp. You know, it's 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 ridiculous. The defense needs to do a bit more. Hmm. Well, how about that? Oh, so, okay, we've got a few more minutes left. I'm curious to know, Chris, what are your thoughts on the Russell Wilson situation? Well, it's an unfortunate situation because he has a coach that probably doesn't want him or didn't wasn't his choice. Mm-hmm. And you know, for, for Sean Payton to yell and scream at a Russell Wilson who has a Super Bowl ring, you know, Ryan Clark, who, who of ESPN, said that, you know, Sean Payton is lucky in a sense that he got the right one because, you know, Russell Wilson is going to deal with things professionally. Mm-hmm. But had that been someone else, I ain't going to let a manager or a coach talk to me in any kind of way, even on a job and whatnot. Not that I'm a bad person, but I'm not going to let anyone disrespect me. You're going to get in my face. I'm I'm going to bring it right back to you. And, you know, Russell handled it as well as he could. And then they benched him mainly because Russell Wilson refused to, you know, refused to alter his contract. He has a guaranteed contract. Mm-hmm. And Russell Wilson is like, look, you can bench me all you want to, but, you know, I'm going to get my money. Okay. You know, and the thing about it, you know, Russell Wilson has has helped Sean Payton stay in the race this year. And, you know, for him to yell and scream at that guy, and as, and as my man Brian Clark from ESPN said, that was thuggish behavior. I would not have taken, like I said, the only thing I would have liked to have seen Russell Wilson do is to get back in his face and say, look, I'm busting my butt. I'm bringing them, trying to bring you guys to win. But as, you know, like as, as my man said, he, you know, Sean Payton got the right one. Had that been Shit. somewhere else, somebody would have gotten his face. And Agreed. You don't, you, you don't berate your quarterback in public like that. You know, I, I mean, you just don't do that. And and at the end of the day, that's why the you know that's why the Broncos are going are are losing teams are probably won't make the playoffs. But that's not how you deal with things. And I think that Russ, Russell's going to go somewhere else. I don't think they're going to mm-hmm. bring him back. But I think that Russell handled it professionally. But there are times when you got to get out of your professional demeanor. And you got to say, look, man, um, one, you're not going to get my face and yell me out. No. Heck no. You know, you're going to deal with this profession. You got something to say to me. Say it professionally, not on TV while we're, while we're on camera and all that. We'll mm-hmm. talk about hammer it out but you know to me and I don't think you know because at the beginning of the season he supposedly Sean Payton supposedly told Russell Wilson to stop kissing babies he didn't say that to Drew Brees in New Orleans Mm -hmm. he didn't say that I mean there's still this double standard for black quarterbacks a lot of people don't want to absolutely in this world I jokingly tell my wife that black people in America are on double secret probation. Because if we sniff the wrong direction, everybody's going to come at you 
and say, oh, well, this proves that you're inferior. You can't do this or do that. Like, with, you know, I was someone's on social media the other day and someone's on social media because the Eagles are struggling. Well, Jalen Hurts can't read defenses. And I basically said that's the most ridiculous. That was it is the most ridiculous assessment because you don't take a team to a Super Bowl and the 10 wins this season. And, and, and especially how how Hurts had to rescue this team in certain situations that you go around mm-hmm. questioning whether or not a guy can read defenses. There's always, there's always this attack on the, on, on the intellectual phase of, of a black quarterback or the intellectual nature of an African-American uh-huh. quarterback. When, when, when Josh Allen was struggling this season, when Brock Purdy struggled this season, no one questioned their ability to read defenses. No one. And that never happens to white quarterbacks. They can they can struggle all day, but no one's no one's questioning their you know their you know their game into like no one's questioning their game their football IQ. No mm-hmm. one's ever doing that. So it's the same thing with Russell Wilson. I mean, no, I mean you know no quarterback is yelled at out like that in front of you know in front of a national TV audience. I mean, he would Peyton would have never done that to to Drew Brees, not at all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, it's still a different way that the world looks at you as a black person. I'm just and, and I know people, a lot of my white friends, oh, you're always talking about race. But there's always I feel bad for James Franklin at Penn State. You know, I feel bad for a lot of people. You know, when we we don't have room to to grow or learn something, it's like we don't get it. Then we just can't get it. Mm-hmm. This is the world in which we live. This is the world in which we live. Eric shares preach, Chris. Miss Lily is joining us. And Eric also shares uh, he's very proud and excited to the conversation, the other conversation that we're having about Mayor Parker um, on this journey. Uh, I've never dreamed that Philadelphia would elect a female mayor, let alone a woman of color. Watch what she does. She's going to make great changes with her new well-rounded staff. Family, it's that time. It is that time. It is that time. It is that time. I just want to thank you so much. Thank each and every one of you. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, family. Just praise God. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Thank you, God, for allowing us to see another day, for another second, another minute, another hour, and for allowing us uh, the ability to spend space and time with one another. Thank you. Thank you to our other guest, Maria Baltazzi. Um, thank you, Chris, for sharing your time, your energy, your space, your knowledge, your spirit, and your attention with us. Happy 2024, family. All right, let's get it. This is a new year. It's a new day. It's a brand new beginning. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com.